Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, January the 12th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over an outstanding NBA main slate nine-game schedule tonight with uh, a lot of action, a lot of news, all kinds of stuff going on in the NBA, and I love it because it gives us a big edge here at Coach Talk. The way we break down and build hand-build lineups, uh, definitely uh, a thing that gives us the edge that we're looking for. So very excited about that. Uh, really appreciate everybody uh, joining and listening in. Uh, today is going to be a great schedule. There's some good contests on all three sites. And if you're new to Coach Talk, we provide a coach's clipboard, which is five core players with a group of other players to fill out your roster, and then a full uh, lineup on Yahoo and FanDuel, both for your cash lineup and your GPP. So we prepare you from start to finish, and we appreciate uh, the people that have jumped in as members. If you want to jump in with the rest of them, it is dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, we also have a big announcement coming later this evening. We have put together a special offer that will uh, entitle all of our sports uh, in, involved in this. You'll have the full second half of the NBA, all of the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, of course, uh, and also in the NBA, not just the second half of the regular season, but the entire run in the playoffs, the first three and a half months of the baseball season, and then, of course, our weekly coverage of the PGA. And we'll be offering that for one discounted price. It's going to uh, be the four-sport special that we'll be announcing uh, later today. And it's it's a fantastic deal, and it covers everything, all access that we're doing. So come and check us out. We'd love to have you. And if you're watching this on YouTube right now, a quick thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. Give us a quick comment. Those three things really help us move up the algorithm and hit the little alarm button in the top corner so you know when any of our podcasts post. All right, we're diving into this. No messing around today. It is such a good schedule. I can't wait to go over this. So game one, 7 o'clock, it's the Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers. It's Boston minus 3.5, a 210.5 total, 107 implied for Boston, 103 and a half for the Indiana Pacers. Coming into this game, Boston is 20 and 21. Indiana is 15 and 26. As far as injury designations, we have a questionable tag on Peyton Pritchard and a doubtful tag on Marcus Smart. So I'm counting Smart is out unless I hear anything differently. That's it for Celtics. Not bad at all. We've got the proverbial everyday uh, questionable tag on Malcolm Brogdon and now Karis LeVert, Duarte also. So all three important uh, pieces of information we have to get. Good thing is early game will get it before lock. Probable Goga Bataze, the big man, is looking like he will play. The only two designated as out for the Pacers are TJ McConnell and TJ Warren. All right, a couple of things here in this game. Pace, not good. That's the big concern, and that's why it's only a 210 and a half. 
Boston 25th and Indiana 24th. That's not going to help us a whole lot there. Boston's deep defense has continued to improve almost on a daily basis. They are all the way up to the fifth most defensive efficient team in the entire league. As far as Indiana, they're 21st, so a little bit more to attack uh, on the Boston side for sure. Um, as far as looking at the key players, is there any value in this game? There very well could be. If Smart sits, which he, I believe he will, uh, that brings Schroeder into play. He's only 4'8", and he has stepped up every time he gets those additional minutes, or almost every time. So he's definitely an, an early value play that we can look at. Uh, Brown and Tatum, 9'3", and 9'5", a little costly. Uh, but, you know, we need to see who else is in uh, in this game for Indiana on all those uh, questionable tags to see if, if we're going to have a group to defend them well. Uh, Al Horford's a cheap 5-4. Robert Williams is up to 7-3, which makes a little bit of a tough play for me there. Uh, but possibility of, of uh, a little bit of exposure, more of a one-off here uh, in this slow-paced game. Uh, Pacers really can't you know, determine anything. We don't know if Brogdon, Lavert, or Duarte are going to play. We don't know if any of them are going to have a minutes restriction as of yet. So we'll be following that news very closely here, and we'll be discussing that in our Discord throughout the day and right before lock. Um, Sabonis at 10K, pretty stiff price. Uh, you know, Boston defends decently inside, and they, uh, again, play very slow. Miles Turner, on the other hand, is only 6-1, so big drop in price for him recently, uh, and that makes him a potential play, especially if they're shorthanded. Um, after that, don't have to go that deep, I believe, in a slate of this uh, magnitude with all these teams on it. All right, let's go to the second 7 o'clock game. It's the Charlotte Hornets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia minus 6. A much healthier total here, 226 110.25 for Charlotte, <clears throat> 116.25 for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, as far as coming into this game, Charlotte's 22 and 19, and somewhat similar record for Philly, 23 and 16. So a uh, good matchup here, two teams that can definitely score the basketball. Um, as far as Charlotte, just two guys out, Carey and Oubre Jr. So Oubre Jr., that's a bit of a sting off the bench for Charlotte. For Philly, we have questionable tag on Seth Curry. He did not play uh, the last game, but he's questionable. And then Tobias Harris is probable. And so we'll see how that goes. There's been several things reported late, lately that Philly's trying to put a package together to offer Simmons and Harris uh, to the Hawks. So we'll keep our ears open on that one. Um, other than that, we've got Milton and Simmons out for Philadelphia. All right. Um, statistically, Charlotte, fastest team in the league. Philly, one of the slowest. They're 27th. But Charlotte does have a way to push the ball and get a lot of DFS points. They've been a very rostered team, and their, their opponents we've been rostering a lot lately as well. Defensively, Charlotte, not good, 27th. Philadelphia, close, a little bit better than middle of the pack 
at 13th. So, you know, where do we go here? Is Joel Embiid a must play? He is 11-2. It is a huge uh, pace up game. So he's got to be considered as one of the uh, few pay-up options that are worth plugging in here. And with so much value and more value opening, Embiid definitely is on uh, my radar. Um, Tyrese Maxey returns, and he's only 5-4. We just need to make sure there's no restrictions there. Uh, same thing with Curry, up to 6-4. Harris is a really nice mid-price uh, number at 7-7, seven, seven, but I would prefer spending the money there and going up to Embiid. On the Charlotte side, LaMelo Ball, 8-7. He's been a little inconsistent lately, uh, but he can light it up. There's no question about it. Rogier at 7-3, Hayward at 6-5, and Bridges at 7-5. None of them are super cheap, but all of them have the potential to get there. So it is a massive pace down. That scares me a little bit, but uh, I think you can use uh, Ball, Rogier, Hayward, or Bridges in just one off uh, based on the matchup. All right, we go to game three. It's the third seven o'clock game. Uh, it's the Orlando Magic and the Washington Wizards. Washington's favored by six. It's a 217 and a half total, 105.75 for Orlando. 111.75 for the Wizards. Interesting game here as well. Two teams that we've been targeting lately because their defense has been so poor. Orlando comes in at 7-34, Washington at 21-20. Two key guys questionable for Orlando, both their bigs. Carter and Bamba, both questionable. So massive news there. That could open up some serious uh, value in this game. Um, they're uh, uh, questionable. The guys that are out are MCW, Fultz, Isaac, Moore, and Suggs. For Washington, two guys out, one very important, and that's Bradley Beal, and the second one, Thomas Bryant, who has yet to play uh, this season. As far as, you know, like we said, there's, there's definitely some poor defense here. Uh, very average pace, though. Orlando's 14th, Washington's 22nd. But the big thing here for Washington, it is the second night of a back-to-back. -back. So we need to see, are they going to go deeper? Is it going to cut into any minutes? Uh, they haven't pushed Dinwiddie much on back-to-backs, but, you know, Beal hasn't been out that often either. So that's a question. Kyle Kuzma, same scenario. Uh, where is he going to be with uh, with that as far as playing big minutes in the second night? You're, we're back to the Gafford-Harrell uh, split, so that shouldn't uh, really affect things much because they're both eliminating each other from play as far as I'm concerned with that split minutes. Um, Charlotte, uh, I'm sorry, Orlando is 14th, Washington 22nd in pace. And then defense, you know, this is the good thing, 24th and 23rd, respectively. So certainly some targetable players here, uh, as we mentioned. Kuzma's 8K, but he's he's really earned it. And Dinwiddie's at 6K, so he's still very uh, affordable. Cole Anthony on the other side at 7-4, I think, is in play. Um, Franz Wagner's all the way down to 5-7. 
there was a time he was up uh, right around eight. So big discount on him. And then we just have to see. Uh, the bottom line is Carter at 7-3 and Bomba at 5-8 can be considered. However, if they sit, it just it opens up some serious value in a Terrence Ross at 5-3, a Chuma Okiki at 4-6, maybe even a Freddie Gillespie at 3-1, or a Robin Lopez at 4K. Uh, so for me, I'd be focusing more on Ross, Okiki, and Lopez uh, if those guys sit. But certainly some good rosterable options, and I will have some exposure to the Orlando Magic. All right, we move on <clears throat> from the 7 o'clock games. We have a 7.30 game. I have to take a sip of coffee. Cheers. <clears throat> 7.30 game is Dallas Mavericks, New York Knicks. Really small total here. It's Dallas minus 3.5, 207. That's terrible. 207 isn't going to get it done. Uh, 105.25 for Dallas, 101.75 for the New York Knicks. And uh, coming into this game, we've got Dallas at 22 and 18, the Knicks at 20 and 21. So two teams really fighting for playoff positionality here. Uh, as far as guys out for Dallas, it's Willie Cauley-Stein and the made, man made out of Kleenex and tissue paper, Mr. Kristaps Porzingis, also remains out. Knicks, Nerlens Noel, and Kemba Walker, questionable. So definitely would like to know that news. Archidiakono and Rose are out. So some interesting matchups here, some doable stuff. There's not a million people out with the, the corona deal. It seems to be getting a little bit better. Uh, one issue here, Dallas and Knicks are the two slowest teams in the league. So you got a 207 total, and they're going to probably struggle to get to that. Dallas is 29th, and the Knicks are 30th. So uh, DFS beware. As far as defensively, Dallas is all the way up to 6th. The Knicks are right in the middle at 15. So you also have tough defense. A lot of the key players back for both teams. This is just looking more and more like a pass game for sure. Uh, Luca at 10-9, big price to pay uh, for a game that's going to play this slow. Brunson's that inflated 7-7 that he uh, earned when Luca was out. And then there's just like eight guys from the Mavericks that are not very playable, very average, uh, especially in a game like this. On the other side, if Walker plays, how many minutes? What is there a restriction? He's 6'5", uh, a little pricey for that. Fournier can pop off, as we know, at 5K. But again, he's not going to get as many shot attempts in a game played this slow. I'll tell you, R.J. Barrett is, is somebody that I'm slight. If I played one guy from this game, it'd be Barrett. He has been on fire this last week. I've watched him three or four times, and he is just in a groove, feeling confident, taking big shots. And I know he hit that game winner at the buzzer, but that was just sort of a lucky heave. But he's been playing really well besides that. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, that price is probably going to start shifting up, you know, over seven. So at 6'6", six, six, he's still in the consideration. Don't want to go up to the 8'5 number, uh, Julius Randle. 
uh, or the 4-9 uh, for Robinson, especially if he's in that center split. So not a very good DFS game. I don't think you'll see a lot of exposure there. If you want to be massively contrarian and roll Luca up, go for it. But I don't quite have the guts to do it at that big price. All right. The other 730 game, there's one other one on the slate. It's the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. Miami uh, is underdog here on the road. Atlanta's a two and a half point favorite. It's a 223 and a half total. 110 and a half implied for Miami. 113 for the Atlanta Hawks. Miami comes in at 25 and 15. And I don't know how they've done that with like most of their players missing. They're all Butler plays sparingly. There's been no bam. I mean, Spolster's just the best coach in the league, in my opinion. Atlanta's 17 and 22. Miami does have a lot of designations here. Dwayne Dedman questionable. So that helps to know if Yurt Saban is somewhat of a plug and play if he's the only really actionable center uh, if Deadman does rule out. Um, as far as the guys that are out, you've got Adebayo, Butler, Garrett, Morris, Akpala, and Oladipo. So they are still stung pretty good. Atlanta, um, they don't have, it's not too bad of a, a situation here. You've got a probable tag on Sharif Cooper, and then Hunter and Reddish are both questionable. So that would be two huge guys to get back into their rotation and would definitely definitely muddy things up, though, as far as DFS. And doubtful is Capella. So uh, some definitely interesting things there. If Capella does sit, a Kongwu at 3-9 comes into play a bit. Collins ends up a a really good play when Capella sits because he plays his normal power forward and backup center. Minutes at 7-4, very reasonable. Um, depending on the news with Reddish and Hunter, you can't even consider really a Bogdanovich or Gallinari uh, or anything like that until we know that news. Trey Young, still a possibility, even though he's 10-3. He's had some fantastic games lately. And, you know, this, this is a pretty darn uh, uh, good tilt here. You know, Miami's uh, pace is bad at 28. And Atlanta's isn't greatest at 19. Miami does play good defense at 8, but Atlanta terrible at 28. So the fact that it's a 223.5 number and Atlanta's favorite really is interesting to me because, you know, you've got Butler and all those guys we mentioned out for Toronto. So very intriguing game. I think that total might be a little high. And uh, interesting to see if anybody else gets ruled out here from Atlanta. But, uh, you know, uh, again, Trey at 10-3 against that Atlanta defense, or I'm sorry, the Miami defense, scares you a bit. Um, But there are a lot of players that are in play for Miami just because of the the value all over the place. Lowry at 7-6 is very fair. Struess at 5K. Hero at 7-8, who's been fantastic. Caleb Martin's going to get a lot of action today at 4-4. I'm not really interested in P.J. Tucker, although every time I dog him, he goes for like 30 or 40, and then he'll have a stretch of like 8. So I'm I'm considering him as an 8 today, so I'm not playing him. 
And then again, Yurtsaven, if if especially Deadman doesn't suit up at six nine, I think he's worth it at center. I really do. He's been uh, terrific as a rookie. Second round pick for the Heat has really stepped up and played. So I like this game. I don't think it's a jam them all in everywhere, but you know, depending on some of the news, you know, one of the wings for Atlanta could be a great play if you want to uh, go to a Okongwu as uh, value, Trey Young is the payup, and then a slew of those uh, Heat guys, really five of them for me, Lowry, Struce, Martin, uh, Yurt, Saban, and Hero. So we will keep a close eye on that when it will be pivotal uh, in the slate today. All right, the next game, Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs. Big number here, very nice number. San Antonio is favored by only five and a half, and it's a 232 and a half total. So we have a winner. They are the biggest number on the slate and deservedly so. Um, 113 and a half implied for Houston, a nice 119 for the Spurs. Big number for them. Um, as far as injury designations, Brooke, Brooks and Jangoon are now questionable for Houston. They've been out for some quite some time, so they'd like to have that news for sure. Wall remains out as he has been all year. For the Spurs, Landell is probable, but then you have a bunch of guys out. Collins, Johnson, Jones, McDermott, Vassell, and White. So a lot of key players out for San Antonio, yet you know the favoritism and the high total is here. So this can be an interesting game uh, all the way around. The reason why you get the 232 and a half You've got two of the top four pace teams in the league. The Houston Rockets are second, the Spurs all the way up to fourth. So Pop is actually having them push the ball, which uh, they usually don't pay, play quite at that pace. The other big thing, Houston, worst defensive team in the league, dead last, 30th. Spurs not doing well defensively at 20th. So definitely some potential here for some break-the-slate kind of games. First of all, on the Houston side, you've got some good prices, man. You've got Kevin Porter at 5'8", Green at 4'7", Gordon at 4'5", Tate at 5'1", all cheap. Christian Woods even down at 6'9", you know, so he had been much more expensive through a big portion of the year. So all the key guys, uh, good good prices there. If Jen Goon's back, that's going to – phase me off of wood a little bit. Um, really think, though, that that if you want to go Porter or Green in the backcourt at a super cheap price, it's not a bad play. Uh, I will say that Houston is playing a lot of guys. They're going deep with Christopher and Brooks and Matthews, K.J. Martin. They're all getting minutes, so not as keen on uh, you know being real aggressive here on the Houston side. The Spurs side is, is a bit different. You know, with the guys that they have out, it makes DeJounte Murray at 9-7 really uh, high on my list today. He is up there with my pay-up guys. I think this is a great spot for Murray. He's been terrific, and uh, I, he is really in play for me. As of right now, he's he's in there as one of my pay-up guys. Josh Primo, he looks like he's 13, 14 years old. It's hilarious. He looks like a middle schooler. But the dude can play some ball. He's only 4K. He's been getting more minutes, more reps, 
and his potential play. Lonnie Walker's done fine. He's 4-6, which is super cheap. He's been thrust into a much more aggressive role, and he's not afraid to shoot the ball. Uh, so he, I think he's a great play. Uh, Kata Bates' job, not bad. 3.9. Uh, you're not going to get a giant ceiling game, but he's starting to show enough consistency that he can be that last man in in a cash lineup. Jakob Pertl at 6-3, not bad. He hasn't been quite the, the guy he was prior to him being out. So hopefully he's getting back to that uh, at this point. But it's center at 6'3", uh, you know, it is definitely a, a possibility because of the great uh, pace up. I mean, they're both very fast teams, but the, du the dual pace in this game and then the poor defense from Houston. So he is in consideration. Uh, don't feel I have to go Spurs bench. I think their, their main guys are getting a few extra minutes. It's an island game for them. So I think I'm actually going to have some spurs in there. So pop, don't try any of your funny business. All right. We go to the nine o'clock game. There's only one of them. There's a nine and two ten. So we have three games left. Late slate here. These three, this three gamer. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Utah Jazz. Should be a good game. Utah is favored by six and a half. It's a 221 and a half total, 107 and a half for Cleveland, 114 for the Utah Jazz. For Cleveland, they only have one guy designated with injury, and that's Okoro, who's out. Utah, they have a lot more activity here. <clears throat> Ingles, questionable, and then these guys are out. Azabuki, Butler, Fitz, Gay, still Gobert, and Hughes. So a uh, couple guys out for them, but, you know, at 23 and 18 for the Cavs and 28 and 13 for Utah, you've got two teams that are playing some ball. So uh, this should be a fun game to watch. I've really enjoyed the Cavaliers this year. They've been uh, sort of my East Coast team I'm rooting for. They're just a fun team out of nowhere that's being well coached, and I, I hope they can go in there and at least make a good showing with the Jazz. Cleveland is 21st in pace. Utah is 12th. And then defensively, that's the issue here. Cleveland is third, and Utah is a pretty decent 12th. So, uh, not a, again, not what I feel is a stackable game, but definitely a playable game. For Cleveland, Garland at 8-1 is always a reasonable payup, as are the two bigs, Mobley 7-1 and Allen 7-9. So they're in that range that makes sense. Uh, you can go down as far as a Markinen at 5'6", or a Love at 6'5". Uh, Rondo, of course, at 3'8", who's playing a good role <clears throat> at the point guard. So you can go a lot of different ways there, uh, a lot of mid-level options and uh, value as well. For Utah, it's going to be the same old five, except Whiteside in for Gobert. Whiteside is a crazy dude, man. You'd never know what to expect from him. He really crushed some people a few games in a row where he got the minutes. He was just awful. And then the last game he decided, okay, I'm going to play. And he broke the slate. So, you know, is Whiteside going to break the slate again? They've definitely penalized this on the price. He's all the way up to 6'2". He was peanuts for a whole week. Now he's 6'2". And now you really have to think about it. Is that the spot you want to go? 
you know, whereas when he was in the fours and low fives, it was easy. So a lot of thinking to be done on that side of the, the ball there with uh, Hassan Whiteside. But uh, Bogdanovich is cheap at 5'9", and he can certainly get hot. Mitchell at 9'4", pretty big payup. Um, he'll get some Lamar Stevens defense. Not sure if I want to go up uh, to Mitchell. Uh, I like playing Mitchell more when Conley's not playing because Mitchell basically plays the point. Uh, Conley at 6'1", just hasn't been consistent enough for me. And, you know, Clark, Clarkson is having somewhat of a down year, too. But at 5'4", if he gets a good rotation, he can cause some trouble. So it's an interesting game. Uh, I respect both defenses. And even though the number is pretty solid at 221.5, it's not going to be my focal point. All right, the two late games, 10 o'clock are Los Angeles Lakers, Sacramento Kings. You have the second highest total on the entire board. I think this game is going to get probably more action than any other game on the slate. And it makes sense. You've got two fast teams, two teams not playing good defense, a bunch of great names. Uh, so it's the Lakers minus two and a half. So you've got a close game spread, 230 and a half total, 116.5 for the Lakers, 114 for the Sacramento Kings. So a lot of things coming together in this game to make it a really good DFS game. Believe it or not, LeBron James is probable. I know he hasn't been designated as probable all season, so I think he's going to play. And then you've got two guys out, just as normal, Davis and Nunn. For Sacramento, you have a questionable tag on Tristan Thompson and a out placed on Damian Jones. So we've got most of the guys going here. I mean, obviously Davis is out and he's been out, but we've got a lot of the key guys that are rolling here. So makes this game really a terrific game. Uh, Lakers are third in pace, Sacramento eighth. So that's very solid. Defensively, Lakers 16th, Sacramento 25th. So another positive. So where do we go in this game? Uh, I wouldn't recommend going up to Russell Westbrook at 9-6. I mean, I know, and I say this pretty much every day, I know he could have a 30-point triple-double and break the slate, but, man, has he been bad this year. I mean, consistently just out of sync, uh, just a terrible fit for him in L.A. So unless, you know, you're playing a, a ton of lineups, we don't here. We build a couple lineups and we roll with them, and Westbrook will be 0% for me. But if, you know, if you get the feel that this is where he's going to go off, he certainly could because Sacramento's terribly defensively and they played a fast pace. If you're going to play Westbrook, this would be the game to do it, but I'm not going there. Um, Malik Monk at 6-2, I think, has shown that he's consistently sort of been the second guy for LeBron. He's taken over that second role as far as scoring uh, and getting it done. Hard to believe that, you know, He's done that, but he really has. LeBron is, you know, obviously the other pay-up guy. He's been unreal on every game since uh, AD went down, but he is 11-7. So you've got to really weigh out these top uh, guys. There's three or four of them that you can buy up to, but LeBron certainly has to be square in the middle of that. 11-7 is fair the way he's produced and what he's capable of, especially in a, a matchup like this. So 
I'm making a decision, and uh, LeBron is is slightly in favor of being uh, the other payup guy for me here, but I will focus on that this afternoon and make that final decision. Off the bench for LA, you've got some potential with uh, Carmelo at 4.8 and THT at 4.7. Uh, not really looking to go anywhere else there. Uh, for the Kings, you have some good options. Fox is a fair 7-5. Halliburton's a fair 7. Harrison Barnes woke up a little bit the last game. He's only 5-3. And then after that, you know, it gets a little fuzzy. There is value, but you get that Bagley at 4-6. And then, you know, you've got Len, who I told everybody not to play last time, and he was chalk. I don't like him at all. Uh, he He's 4K. Not going to play him again. The guy that they played a bunch of minutes and looked really good was Queda. He is dead men 3K, and he is a possibility for me. He could be the sneaky guy in that makes all the other salaries work. There is definitely some, uh, you know, uh, risk there. But uh, the way he played this last game and the minutes that he got, he really was impressive. So um, definitely a GPP shot, but possibility he sneaks in to a cash game for me. So I'm going to continue to check out the beat writer info and the coach speak as the day goes on. But if Quaid is going to get 25 minutes at that 3K minimum, uh, I like him. So this is going to be a fun one. I think there's a lot of games, uh, teams, I'm sorry, not games or teams, but players. How about that choice uh, of guys that could make my lineup uh, from this game? So uh, definitely a, a good game, not one you want to be like crazily over uh, owned on, but I think you need to have some really solid um, production and some some guys that you're utilizing here uh, for your lineup. All right, last game, 10 o'clock also, Brooklyn Nets, Chicago Bulls. Chicago, a slight one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, what a great game this is. Can't wait to see. This is the late TNT game. Everybody's going to be tuning in. Remember, uh, these TNT games get overplayed, so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, or ESPN. One, uh, yeah, not TNT. I think it's an ESPN game. But the bottom line is it's a great game. It's Chicago minus 1.5, 227.5 total, 113 for Brooklyn, 114.5 for the Bulls. Really like this game, man. This you got two teams playing some good ball. Problem is both teams are priced so darn high, uh, it makes it really tough. Coming into this game, uh, Brooklyn is 25 and 14, Chicago 27 and 11. How about that? Um, questionable tags. I don't know if it matters that much, but James Harden and Kyrie Irving, Irving questionable. So you can't even think one second about this game until we have the news on those two guys. You know, it goes from as if Harden and Irving sit, Kevin Durant, 100% owned. He's going to be a million percent owned, but you have to have him. Uh, but if one of those guys plays, it flips everything around. Uh, this Nicholas Claxton, who I hate more than any player in the NBA, he single-handedly buried our lineup the last time. We had a real we, – we still uh, cashed, but we would have won crazy – he picked up three fouls in like two minutes. So who does that? I mean, who does that? How can you be that much of a numbskull to do that? And then played horribly. And then there was all of a sudden this phantom injury 
that came up during that game. So I hope he's out. If he's not, he's going to see 0.0% of my lineups. And, uh, you know, Claxton, you can take a long walk on a short pier as far as I'm concerned. So not bitter about that, you know, but you got to make your peace. So anyway, uh, you know, it's all on the Harden Irving news. Durant certainly uh, massively playable. One of the other gigantic options. As far as other guys, the guys that are out are Aldridge and Harris. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to look at the big situation. If Claxton and Aldridge are out, it's going to flick things around a bit. And they may, may also play small with KD at center, which even makes him more valuable. So KD's probably <clears throat> a realistic top target today. For the Bulls, we've got uh, four guys out, Caruso, Cook, Green, and Williams. So let's take a look at this from the stats side. We've got uh, first night of a back-to-back -back for Brooklyn. So that, that is a concern. And that's why you've got questionable tags on Harden and Irving. So we'll see how that goes. Harden did miss the last game. Uh, Chicago is on the second night of a back-to-back. -back, so that juggles things for them a little bit. So a lot of question marks here in this game with you know how the coaches are going to manage things. You got two solid coaches here as well. So we'll see how this plays out. Um, 25th in pace for Brooklyn, 16th for Chicago. So nothing to run home you know, with as far as DFS. And then uh, as far as defense, Brooklyn 7th, Chicago 14th. So these numbers don't match up like the Lakers-Sacramento game as far as pace and defense. So, you know, it is uh, three points lower of a total, and you do have the guns from Brooklyn. But let's see how this plays out. You know, if Harden, Kyrie, and Durant all play, um, you know, then you have some decisions to make because you have rough pricing. Harden, 10-4, Kyrie, 8-9, Durant, 11-K. So we need that news. If you're going to do late swap, it does make it pretty easy. Put it in a spot where... If one of them sits, you can flop to the other one, or you can go over to DeRozan or Levine or whatever, or Vuk. So there's lots of potential here. Plus, you have two 10 o'clock games. So I'm not going to be afraid to plug in a Durant, for example, put him in the spot where you can pivot him to just about anybody, and uh, then just see how that rolls out for the news. You know, the days of, of putting your lineup in and then, uh, just chilling. It's just not that way with the COVID world and all the changes. You got to stay on it throughout the night. So let us do that for you. Put your alerts on in our Discord, and we'll let you know when these changes take place so that you don't miss uh, take a zero or you know not take advantage of any lineup changes. Um, after that, you know you've got bench guys that are good, like a Patty Mills or even a Bembry possibly. Um, but only if, if the big guys are sitting, if not, the focal point is definitely on them for Chicago. You know, you've got rough pricing here. Uh, you got Lonzo ball, I guess is reasonable six, eight, but he's the fourth option here. Levine at eight, eight DeRozan at eight, four and Vukovic at nine, one, just, I don't like the prices. Um, I don't, I don't personally think Vuk's been playing at, at the high level, deserving over 9K price. 
But uh, Levine and DeRozan, those would be the two guys. You, you know, I won't be able to afford both, but uh, one of them at that eight mid eight number, I think is very playable here. And especially if you're going to have Duran on one side, it'd be very nice to come back with either Levine, Levine, Levine or DeRozan on the other side. So that is it. Nine up, nine down, and we smoked through these for you today. Wanted to get all the information out so that you had it early enough that you can build some of these lineups. You can put some of your combinations together. Uh, we'd love to have you at DFS Coach Talk. I mean, it's the best time to join. If you want to dip your toes in the water right away, you can do it for 10 bucks for three days. See what we're all about. Uh, we've got a great run of, of games coming up this week. Um, it's a great day to get involved because today's our PGA podcast and we post our PGA lineups for the Sony Open that starts tomorrow. Uh, and then obviously we'll be being uh, getting prepared for uh, the NFL playoffs this weekend. So uh, give us a try. And we'll also be announcing that special. Uh, it's called the Four Sports Special. It has all of what we uh, provide for, from now until the middle of June, and that's NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. So uh, check us out, dfscoachtalk.com. If you're watching this on Twitter, quick, uh, uh, give us a at dfscoachtalk, send us a message, connect, like, and retweet uh, when we post. Uh, if you're checking us out on YouTube, a quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, give us a quick comment. And hit the alert button at the, at the top so you know uh, when we uh, go live uh, and or when we premiere. So we'd love to have you check that out. Also, if you're audio podcasting, uh, wherever podcasts can be heard, a quick five stars and comment. That gets you in a drawing for a free week of Coach Talk that is drawn at the end of the month. So that is it, my friends. Very, very good slate tonight. I'm loving it, excited about it. And uh, tomorrow's a five-gamer, so it, it calms down, almost cut in half. But it's a good 5 o'clock, 7.30 p.m. Uh, start tomorrow. So we'll be with you for that. But today, the nine-gamer uh, starting at 7 p.m. on all three sites, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. And then uh, also all of our PGA lines uh, as well tonight as that tournament uh, tees off in Honolulu tomorrow. So thank you so much for spending some time with us here at Coach Talk. We really do appreciate you and uh, hope you get some big takedowns. Give us some quick shout outs here, posts either on Twitter. Again, we're at DFS Coach Talk. You can go right straight to me at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, or even in YouTube where you checked out uh, the video there. Uh, give us a shout out there uh, as well. We'd love to celebrate wins with all of you guys and gals out there. All right. Have a fantastic Wednesday. Uh, enjoyed it. And we'll be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.